1: To be welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't i'm bobby finger
0: i'm Lindsay weber
1: and in 14 hours i want to be crashing your uh, hashtag daisy zoom watch parties download some backgrounds and send me your party info at katie.to slash zoom submission dot 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 and i'll try to buzz through b emoji heart emoji
0: not to be crazy but i thought you were saying that oh <laughs> you no no personally no, no, no. we're like i'm gonna drop into your daisy zoom i was like what psycho mind would think of a daisy zoom watch party and then i thought oh obviously the marketing for daisies like katy perry's new single
1: <laughs> i can't imagine a worse thing to do at midnight tonight than get in a zoom with people and listen to Daisy's, listen to Daisy's
0: live yeah no i know it's like know. you are asking for the ultimate disappointment even if it's good is somehow disappointing right
1: well all zoom does is make real things worse it's like a terrible simulation of reality so it's like why would i want to experience joy in a zoom you know
0: why would i want to experience joy in a zoom even, I, when, I, I'm, I, even I, I, when i'm even when i'm like
1: I, actively trying to experience joy in a zoom a joyful occasion i'm like oh my god this is so sad <laughs> like, oh my well, you think my ab- god. you
0: think about what is lost you think about what is not there
1: yeah it's awful.
0: I still appreciate. I still, I still want the Katy Perry release. I don't, I don't disparage it. I think, like, even though it's like not as fun as it could be to release a song right now, I still think the music is what I still want. The music. Mm-hmm. I still appreciate artists making music. I want the Charlie X C X quarantine album. I want. Chromatica out today. Yeah, I see those are the things that are interesting and good. And I'm glad people are making them and still putting them out, even though they're not sure how they're going to be received. Maybe Bobby will listen to it depressed in a Zoom at midnight. Maybe. But maybe. maybe somebody will dance around to it in their bedroom. Maybe that'll well, be me. I
1: will say I will definitely use these Zoom backgrounds, but just to troll people. Like, that's fine. <laughs>
0: wait I want are they just pictures of daisies or are they pictures of Katie
1: well they're pictures of her in front of daisies so there are zoom background this is I don't the concept is is extremely flawed So, they are Zoom backgrounds. She's saying use these Zoom backgrounds, but they're really just Zoom screenshots of Katie using Daisy backgrounds. So, if I use this Katy Perry Zoom background, I would be sitting where Katy Perry is. So, my face would be covering up Katie's face. I would have to be like.
0: So, they're actually not well made Zoom backgrounds. No,
1: she should have broken it up into thirds, right? Like, she should have been on the side.
0: (laughs) I also saw a tweet where where cheetos was like here are some zoom backgrounds featuring cheetos and i was like this is insane but then i looked at them and i was like these are good like they did a good job Mm -hmm. thinking about what i would want if i wanted a cheeto zoom background oh
1: i see the photos on the twitter where her using the zoom backgrounds the actual zoom backgrounds are blank which is fine (laughs) but they are also incredibly boring they look like they're from like shutterstock
0: they're just pictures of daisies i
1: would rather have katie like on the left side peeking in like like, hello they're terrible
0: What's the best Zoom background that you've ever that you've ever seen you've seen so far? Uh,
1: the one that a hooligan sent to me that was just the empty Bon Appetit test kitchen. It's so funny. <laughs> it's actually and it's also like it, it the, the color grading is correct, so it so it 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 feels authentic. Like these, you couldn't even pretend to be in this place. The Bon Appetit one looks like it could be You're, where you, you are. Could yeah. You could be there.
0: You could be there. Yeah. And if you did it, if you angled yourself correctly, it looked like you were Also the one that the Lala,
1: kitchen. the one that Lala used of um, me and you dressed as Carrie Matheson and Saul Berenson from like 2012 <laughs> and she put, that she used in the she background. She put
0: herself as me. Well, I was really proud of mine um, for Kelly's baby shower Zoom. I did the big, the giant baby mm-hmm. and I, I did him three across mm-hmm. because I had already experienced the like, you have to do it. So you, you have to you see to the it. baby. If, yeah. Yeah. So I did the baby three across and everybody like loved that. The big baby. Everyone that loved the That was really baby. good.
1: I mean, I was pretty upset by the big baby, so I won't say that I loved it, but giant baby I, I, I appreciated giant. your work there
0: i think the zoom background when executed properly can be good just don't forget if you do a zoom and then you have a, ba- a funny background if you do another zoom it'll still have the background it doesn't ask you if you want to keep the background it'll have the background
1: oh i did the lego masters logo once i'm looking at my zoom oh yeah that holder. was funny that was
0: funny i think really, i no, once the did Bada chromatica
1: Oh the picture wait, which of chromatica?
0: Gaga with Chromatica? Like with like on Planet Chromatica with like her crew and I did oh, that as yeah. my background and then I backed up into it so I looked like I was on Planet Chromatica.
1: Oh, you know what the good one that I did? The one when I pretended to be Jake gyllenhaal
0: Oh yeah. That was pretty <laughs> to funny. See if the haircut worked. That was to to see good. See if the haircut to worked. But it didn't work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the haircut worked, but it just isn't doable.
0: I think you need to embrace Zoom as just like unique to now, not like this is the future. That's the difference. It's like, oh, it's funny that we get to do this now for a second.
1: I was laughing about that like privately yesterday because I was thinking about Zoom. (laughs) Privately. (laughs) No, but just like Zoom. The moment lockdown is lifted, like knock on wood. Just Zoom just disappears. Zoom just yeah, goes zooms, away. Zoom, zooms, Zoom is on no the high hog. They're on the high hog right now and then immediately post That's this. True. Everyone's like, I will never Zoom again. Even if I have to use it for work, I will use another piece of software because the name Zoom is triggering. Like, oh, I got to do eight Zooms today.
0: Okay, but I think the positive spin on that is that some people like you will do that. But then the opposite is that a lot of people have now learned how to use like communication to keep in touch with people that maybe they weren't, they could not keep in touch with before because now it is normalized to use like that type of software, Mm -hmm. which is like pretty cool because that type of software includes FaceTime and Hangouts and all these other ways that people can keep in touch with other people via that
1: you are listening to who's there our weekly call-in show where we take your questions comments concerns this is not a show about zoom anymore at least we're going to start with comments because we have a lot of them let's just hit the ground running here's the first one
2: hi this is alex i'm a longtime time listener first-time caller and i just want to call about ben affleck's t-shirt um that he was wearing what everyone was posting pictures of him and anna de armas wearing the heart necklaces um, so my favorite thing was the shirt and Bobby said he thinks the shirt means no more drama, but se drama is basically saying the drama is finished or, you know, let's finish the drama. Just wanted to call and say that. Uh, you don't have to play this call. I just wanted it to be the little Spanish correction. Okay. Thanks. Bye. I love you guys. Good form, Bella Thorne. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I was listening to the podcast and had to do a dramatic pause, like everyone has to do when I make these calls. Um, but regarding the Anna de Armas and Ben like heart necklaces, you I missed mean, the most important part of it. They're wearing the same side. So normally with those necklaces, it's sort of like, you know, the broken heart. You split them up between your friends, normally when you're like 13. And they're wearing those necklaces, but they're wearing the same side of the heart. So what happened to the other two sides? Where
0: are the other sides of this heart? All right, um, love you guys, Garjo, Yummy Pop, all that. Bobby thinks that one might be flipped.
1: That wouldn't even necessarily mean that they fit together. I'm trying to do a little Photoshop to see if I don't, I don't think it matters if they're the same side of the heart um, if they don't have the the text on them is what I, is what I really mean. Well, like,
0: right, like like she doesn't have bit and he doesn't have friends, you know, like ends. Like if they both
1: had a, st- f- you know, that bar Saint f- ends. Like if if they both had Saint ends, <laughs> st-
0: st- well, she would have st- 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 and he'd she'd have st- he'd have bit fruit and she'd Bee have b fry. St- it, it's
1: b fry and Saint ends.
0: So okay, so you don't think I also think because now I'm looking at it again, which I hate that I am. She has a feminine chain and he has a masculine chain. They're and different. These these are the same. I think these are the same. It doesn't matter where they go together. I think they're the same necklace. That's half a heart that's put on a chain for them. Weirdly. Yeah. Like. And I don't know if the, I don't, there's no proof because you have zoomed in. There's no proof the heart says anything. We don't have a. High there's no proof that the heart says image.
1: anything. But also, like I photoshopped this heart, and I'm trying to see what if you put these two side by side. If you does flip the them, the crack, stick the crack does the crack is not a um, a symmetrical crack. It doesn't. So they're just they don't necessarily fit together. But maybe the what they're saying there is not that they're um, two halves of the same heart. Maybe they're both saying that they're broken hearted and maybe they fit together just because they are two broken hearted people. Oh
0: my God. Okay. Also, I like that
1: Ben Affleck shirt is not merely no more drama. Thank you for the caller who speaks Spanish for explaining this to us. It's like a more active version of that. It's the like drama the drama over. is over. He's taking a stand about the drama.
0: Someone also called and said they recognized that shirt from a very popular Cuban fashion line. Oh, it's Cuban. La- from Cla- Clandestina. And I also, as I'm searching just photos of them or just looking at photos of them, he also wore a shirt a few days ago that said Habana. So he's clearly oh, he's, like engaging, but almost overdoing he it. He loves with her the, culture. Like-
1: <laughs> he loves her culture.
0: But like to wear. It's just so funny to me that he's like wearing shirts that say Spanish on them, wearing a shirt that says Havana, like wearing half of a heart necklace. This is getting mm-hmm. to be almost to the point of, are they trolling us? <laughs> okay, let's move on. Hi, Lindsay
2: Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I had to pause the podcast because Bobby was I can't remember if or Lindsay saying that Abigail Spencer looks like someone who would be on Suits. And I couldn't really picture what she looked like, but that name sounded so familiar to me. And I used to watch Suits, and she actually was on Suits. She was, like, the one guy's girlfriend, I think, for a few episodes. She was, like, another lawyer. All right, just
0: wanted to call and tell you that. Uh Me and Grace, bye. I actually feel I feel really stupid about this.
1: I was telling you I had li- I had just like read about it, but we didn't mention it and that's just annoying. That's just annoying.
0: I mean, I literally said this woman looks like she's been on suits and it was like, no, she was on suits for like two <laughs> for like many years, not two years. Like she was on suits for like quite a while and she's like one of Meghan Markle's friends. Mm-hmm. That's she's she was part at the of like the Meghan Markle crew. Right. We are just like I- i can't believe we forgot i mean i just this just yeah. shows the like the amount of brain damage i have from this podcast yeah. like what am i gonna remember but i forgot i will say this woman looks like uh, i mean i just
1: she I looks like remember her, a lot of people yeah. she looks like a lot of people right but now fine. i'll never it's forget that like abigail spencer
0: is one of mecca markle's best friends and she was on suits and i hope her arm feels better soon
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay next call
2: Hi, I'm at the grocery store, and I just have to say that Jennifer Jason Leigh is the most famous Jason Leigh. Crunch, crunch.
0: Bye, bye.
1: I think that's probably true. Of the three Jason Lees, Jennifer (laughs) Jason Leigh is probably number one.
0: I really didn't consider Jennifer Jason Leigh as one of the Jason Lees, but that is one of the Jason Mm Lees.
1: Been in a lot of movies. She's also one of the stars in the movie that will never come out, that will never see the light of day. That I'm desperate to see. The Woman in the Window. Where is it?
0: It got you're gonna see Drop it. it. You're gonna see it.
1: I want it out now. Put it on Amazon. I will pay $30 not- for the woman in the window. Okay. I mean I'll it's split it with you. Auction. I'll split it with you. <laughs> I'll pay $15 for the woman in the window.
0: She will still be waiting in the window <laughs> after this <laughs> it is funny to me the woman in the window is like we must get butts in the seats like this must be a, a movie experience in the theater it's like really <laughs> okay oh
1: my god <laughs> um next call
3: hi lindsey bobby I uh, just wanted to
2: pause the episode when you're talking about sebastian Stan because i do know that he dated late easter for a while because they
3: met while they were
2: on classic girl together um sorry if this is muffled. i'm uh, walking my dog in the rain and have my mask on. Uh, crunch,
1: crunch. So, Sebastian Stan, we get a lot of calls about how we miss Sebastian Stan's dating history now. He's dated so many people, one of whom, Leighton Meester, someone else, Diana Agron, Jennifer Morrison, Margarita Laviva, who was on revenge i feel
0: like i said these but maybe i cut myself naming these people but i definitely was looking at his who dated who and i was like oh he dated diana agron because how else would i ever know that unless i looked at it literally a few days ago
1: i mean to be fair i looked at abigail spencer being on suits and didn't mention it during the episode so <laughs> sometimes i confuse reading something with saying something That's i saw this thing it said on distractify i definitely think this is like a robot website but we talked about Distractify before, but the it's end like of this robot
0: adjacent, <laughs> it's not full robot, but it's like close to being a it's robot. like
1: they let the robots do the first draft and then the humans come in and kind of fix the copy, but they don't always exactly. do the best job. So we have who is Sebastian dance girlfriend in 2020 actress Priyanka Chopra Jonas. <laughs> I hate seeing her full name makes me want to die. Know, actress Priyanka Chopra insane. Jonas said it best said it best said it best who said it otherwise when she and sebastian both appeared on watch what happens live in 2018 quote sebastian is very unclear about his complicated dating status that's it how is why how is that how she said it best how was that saying it best i don't even know what that means that's also
0: just a weird way to say anything or just something weird to say no (laughs) that's
1: a weird thing i mean priyanka chopra jonah saying something weird is not all that surprising
0: (laughs) sebastian is very unclear about his complicated dating status yeah okay thanks i'm just wondering
1: about ben in this situation i think he might be back but honestly who cares
0: no i that's the thing is like i think this might be just secretive In a weird way, but it also could imply Ben back, but like also just could be secretive.
1: This is towing the line between I'm there, a very private person and Ben is back and I have to take care of Ben.
0: I mean, he's like the what the opposite of Ben Affleck speaking of Ben, like just Mm -hmm. like he is like the literal opposite of Ben Affleck, who's wearing a half heart necklace and like Spanish phrases on his shirt because he's dating a Cuban woman, you know?
1: Oh my God. I would pay, once again, $30. $15. i would split it with Lindsay. I would pay $15 and Lindsay would pay $15 too for audio. For audio of Ben Affleck placing a Dunkin' Donuts order in Spanish. Oh my oh, God.
0: $15. Bobby, I'd pay $50. <laughs> are you kidding? Ben Affleck rolling up to the drive-thru and speaking Spanish.
1: The Dunkin person is like, hi, Ben. Yeah, we know. It's always two large iced coffees, Ben. <laughs> See. Dos, Ben.
0: They don't speak Spanish. They're just like, yes, okay. (laughs) See, Ben. They like learn Spanish just to respond.
1: Whether or not they speak Spanish, they really hate Ben Affleck. Okay. (laughs) Next call.
0: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Sorry for
2: the noise in the background. I'm on the treadmill. I just had to pause the podcast because, um, oh my gosh, because um, Kristen Stewart. So Emma Roberts is dating Garrett Hedlund. Um, which you can see um, on both her mom's Instagram and on her Instagram. Plus people have photos of them. And Kristen Stewart and Garrett Hedlund did a version of On the Road together a couple of years back. So um, that could be
3: why she's there. Okay.
0: Crunch, crunch. A perfect connection. I would have never thought of that. So so you're thinking that Garrett Hedlund introduced Emma Roberts and Kristen Stewart. All right. And that's why they're like hanging out together. Quarantining together. Well, unclear, but they're hanging out together right now as friends. Who knows?
1: As friends. What did she say? Garrett Headland has appeared on Emma Roberts' mom's Instagram. Did (laughs) I miss that? She was like, Yeah, they're with. It flew by. What? Hold on. I have to.
0: (laughs) The boy. Well, the thing is, the funny thing was the article was like, Emma and her friend, or Emma is hanging out with Kristen Stewart during the quarantine, and her friend's a hairdresser who dyed Kristen Stewart's hair, too. So. Clearly a friend that they're referring to is not Garrett Hedlund. He's not a hairdresser. So he didn't dye Kristen Stewart's hair. So it's like Emma Roberts, her like hairdresser friend, Garrett Hedlund, maybe Kristen Stewart and her girlfriend are like in this house. If I'm looking at the example led by uh, Cara Delevingne and Ashley, it seems like you guys got to break up the quarantine house before. <laughs> it goes awry.
2: Hey, Who Weekly. Medium time, medium time. It is I Collie, again with some wrestling gossip. Um, John Cena's girlfriend could possibly be his fiance. Um, there is a Reddit subreddit about wrestling, and people have shown have posted photos of John Cena and Shay out and about at different publicity events, and she is wearing a diamond ring on her finger. And in addition to them being spotted at charity events with her wearing a ring. The last time she was on SmackDown, which I believe is late February, I noticed that she was still wearing a ring on her ring finger. So there's a rumor going around that they might be engaged already, which would be crazy because it took such a long time for him to propose to Nikki Bella. And he was back and forth on whether or not he would ever get married again, because he's been married once before. But I just wanted to clarify that because it was an important update for you regarding John Cena's love life. Darjo yummy pop, good form, Bella Thorne.
0: She's right. It's almost suspect in a way that like he might be engaged to this girl so quickly after literally drawing out his engagement mm-hmm. to Brie Bella so long that it became a plot point a on plot their point, phone yeah. together. But that also makes me sus that it's like, was that relationship even real? Like, was that a showman? Sounds I like mean, it wasn't. Wrestling... I mean,
1: that's what that's what this call suggested to me, that that was never real. Yeah. Or if it was real, it was real for such a short amount Greasy. of time. Yeah.
0: And then it got dragged out mm. for the show reasons and then they ended it. Yeah.
1: Like what could be better than that? Like this true wrestling romance. Like, of course. If I
0: mean, if it wasn't real, they both did a lot of good work on it because there was so much like emotional back and forth that was covered by tabloids mm-hmm. about her kind of being like. I'm fed up with this or whatever. Like they got back together and broke up like a few times. It was like mm-hmm. very layered, this this performance piece, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that's also interesting. But then the other part of me is like a lot of people do dr- like get married really quick after dragging out, you know, they, they can switch it around, you know, that's not that surprising. It's just more like funny. Yeah.
1: Um, you took this off the list, but I'm going to play what? it anyway.
2: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. I just had to pause the episode because you were talking about going to Dunkin' Donuts and I actually tried to go through the Dunkin' Donuts drive through and get two donuts the other day and the guy was like, we don't have any donuts. And so I drove away. But anyways, I wanted to say that I've never heard Krella pronounced that way. The favorite donut of grandparents everywhere, the Krella. You say you're from Massachusetts. Get that pronunciation on
0: lock. <laughs> crunch, crunch. I have to say, it's not really a word that I've heard that, that I've ever really heard said out loud or said out loud before.
1: I think that that's sort of what's fascinating to me. Like whenever you were like, I apparently said this word wrong. I said it to myself. I was like, cruller? Cruller? And then I realized I've never said that word in my life. I've never said that word in my life. And I don't think I've ever ordered it. I
0: mean, I've one. ordered it from Duncan. But maybe I've I just ordered pointed it. it
1: and I know I've had about a million of these things and I was like, have I never, or I don't think I've ever said this to a Dunkin' employee. I think maybe I've been like, give me a dozen whatever. Because you know, like when you order a dozen donuts from Dunkin' and you're like, just give me whatever, like you pick, dealer's choice. Uh-huh. And then it shows up in the box and you're like, oh, I love these ones. And then you have it and you're like, oh, I love these ones. But I never, I don't think I've ever said that word.
0: But also, you guys, I'm from Boston, but you hear me speak for what, 1,400 hours a week? <laughs> I don't have a Boston accent. I literally have no accent. It's not like I'm out here being like pack the car. Like I don't, I you know I'm from there, but I don't have a boss. You know I'm not.
1: Here's this woman. Here's this woman. Wait.
0: Hi, I'm Anya. Welcome to my kitchen. Today I would like to share with you my favorite recipe for donuts. Those are honey cruller donuts. This
1: woman okay. says cruller, French
0: cruller. Wait, but I mean,
1: Let's see. Okay. okay because whenever you search get... cruller pronunciation, it's just a robot going cruller, cruller, and it's like I don't trust you. Wait.
0: Those are made by robots though. Hi. Today we're gonna to make. Uh, French
1: crawler this woman says crawler this woman says crawler so I think
0: it I actually do think it is crawler it crawler sounds weird because they're actually it's like cruel crawler it doesn't seem correct mm-hmm. I just read it like literally like I was thinking of the word in my head and read it like Cruella de Ville almost crawler but it's crawler
1: they're beautiful god i want to this is the kind of so badly okay this
0: is the call the kind of call i'm like taking off the
1: list no but i but it gets us it gets us going that's why i like calls like this because it's like oh right it like increases the energy
0: and then you can cut it
1: (laughs) no i'm not cutting that one now let's move on to questions here we go i love my helix mattress i love my helix pillow what else is there to say about helix i freaking love it go to helixsleep.com slash who that's helixsleep.com slash who this is their best offer yet and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now
3: hi who weekly long time long time i'm just reading the e-news story um how ashley olsen is supporting twin sister mary kate through quote unquote ugly divorce um i may be drunk after after two margaritas but since when are they getting a divorce? And what's an emergency divorce? Like, what constitutes an emergency divorce? I just don't get it. They've been married for five years, and I know he's a lot older, but isn't he, like, super rich or something?
2: I don't know. I don't know the team. So I was going to call you guys and see.
3: I love you guys. Good form, Bella Thorne. Carjo, yummy pop.
1: Um, We tweeted about this right whenever we got the TMZ alert because oh my god and immediately after that <laughs> god bless oh my- yeah. God. God bless one of our hooligans. Ravi started tweeting at us and was like, "Hi, I'm a divorce lawyer. I can explain what this means. You want me to call?" And I said, "Please, sure, call." So she called, left a really long message, then was like, "There's more to say," left another message, and then left a third message that was like, "You know what? My first two calls were too long. I'm going to condense this into one call." And I, Thank I'm like, you, "I love you so bro. much. I love you so much." Yeah. So let's play the full call. It really helped me figure out what's going on. Okay.
3: Hi, Who Weekly. This is the New York uh, divorce lawyer calling for a third time because. I guess they ramble too long, and they are cut off. Uh, so let me start over. I don't know if you want to play three calls, but I'll try to be shorter this time. So Mary Kate's divorced. Uh She is trying to start a new divorce action, but New York uh, courts have been closed because of coronavirus since March 16th, so they're not accepting any new filings because the court system is so outdated that, you know, they can't possibly figure out how to do this stuff remotely. So uh, what, the, what the only thing they are accepting are new emergency motions, which is asking for emergency relief for either mortgage protection, or what's called restraining order in other states, or for support matters. Basically, you're saying that your one your spouse is not supporting you or your children during this time. So it's unlikely that they would consider what is uh, what Mary Kate's uh, lawyers are asking for as an emergency, because what they're saying is that her husband is going to throw out all of her stuff from their apartment if she doesn't remove it by May 18th, and that they need an emergency order to stop him. And so they have to file the divorce in order to institute what's called the automatic orders, which prevent, uh, during a divorce, spend, uh, prevent spouses from transferring property or, you know, getting rid of a certain property in order to prevent it from being uh, distributed in a divorce. So it's unlikely, I would think, that they would grant this, uh, application for Mary Kate because this is a not, it's not a, it's not damage to somebody physically. It's property damage or possible property damage. So who knows if the court will grant it, but these people have a lot of money and they have very highly paid lawyers. So who knows? They might. So I guess it's something to keep an eye out on. And, uh, if you need any more, uh, divorce information for about new york divorces i'm happy to call it crunch crunch women don't belong in the loom
0: wow keeping this woman's number like in my own phone so i can be like <laughs> hello i need a
1: lawyer hi it's <laughs> enlightening because there's this us weekly article where they talk to a source and it's like mary kate's investments are protected mary kate's finances are protected but it's specifically if i'm understanding this lawyer correctly it's specifically and this page six story It's the property inside this New York City apartment. It's this is the issue because the lease is up, yes. And so Mary Kate is like, my stuff is in there. Like once the divorce is filed, then they have to split everything equally or some version of that. But until the divorce is filed, he can sort of get rid of that stuff willy nilly and like do whatever he wants with it.
0: Very first Wives Club, if you remember that part of the plot line, yeah. And so selling off his stuff in auction.
1: Yeah, but then they but then they have to split that evenly. But this is even before they get to that point. So she's like he's being unreasonable which is sort of a uh, sus and like makes him look like the bad guy because it's like come on you really expect me to go in there and get all of my stuff out of that apartment by may 18th like it's the middle of a pandemic but the this caller is saying that at least in her experience like the courts would not give a shit about that they'd be like we have bigger emergencies to deal with we have bigger fish to yeah. fry this is not imminent harm right. towards you like this is actually like kind of um fascinating and it looks like maybe according to the caller she might not get what she
0: wants here well the other thing is if i was the other thing is like this is a person with all of the money in the world quite literally so it's almost like part of me is like yes obviously obviously you want to do it safely obviously it makes it harder but you're in a position to do literally anything right now I mean you can get anything done I mean there are people flying all over the world In private right. jets still because they can And not that I'm saying that's okay It's not but it's just interesting to me to This is unusual for the Olsen twins To go to do with a public mm-hmm. emergency Ask when behind the scenes Like they have all the power in the world Because they can kind of do whatever they want And you know they have like an ironclad Prenup yeah, set up So aside from this furniture I mean maybe it has what's, sentimental what's value in this to support? Apartment. But but what could be in this apartment that's more valuable than just being like fuck it take this furniture I don't even want to be here anymore and going to your different apartment because like that's how you're interpreting it that feels too crazy. like
1: there's something about it's something about this apartment like what's in there that she doesn't want to lose and also in like you said in New York of all places when you're rich of all things you can get people to do anything for you for the right price like she could be in Fiji and send a fax and get someone to get into her apartment and get what she needs so that Sarkozy doesn't sell it off. Hire someone to do it. I don't know. It's very weird. The whole, it's, it's really weird, but I think, the term emergency divorce sounds more dramatic than what this actually is, is sort of what the caller explained. And also, if the pandemic were on, there wouldn't have been a rush to do anything. And we probably wouldn't have heard about this for a while, just like we talked about it a few weeks ago with Kristen Cavallari. Like, celebrities don't like airing their dirty laundry this quickly.
0: Right, that's what it feels crazy to me. These two are so, 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 so private. And now all of us, and to come out with this big thing, Mm -hmm. this makes everything public. Like we were talking about, if you, once you put stuff in the courts, it becomes public, uh, it just feels, Feels unnecessary to the point where I wonder what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. You know, to to go public with this. Oh God! Also, did you? I just did you know that Ashley Benson is dating G-Eazy now after breaking up Cara Delevingne? Yes,
1: that was the call that we got. Remember the one that we couldn't play?
0: Oh well, now it's in the pa- now it's, it's in the, the tab- tabloids. Now it's in the tabloids.
1: We got a call that was like Ashley Benson dumped Cara Delevingne for G E Z. You can't play this on what? the show. And now, weeks later, this is the truth. Isn't that wild? out of
0: all people out of all places he is honestly that guy is a wizard <laughs> mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. okay i guess yeah. oh jeez
1: it's funny when we can like mention a call that someone said you can't talk about this but like well this that was
0: a while ago right and mm-hmm. now it like it's like weeks. there are pictures there are pictures of them there are two pictures of them Whatever. Anyways, mm-hmm. there, it, there's, evidence. Mm-hmm. there's evidence. There's evidence. But also, I kind of am very curious about the timeline of this breakup because it felt like just a minute ago they were like in quarantine house with like all their friends. Well, yeah. So time is so difficult and to now... measure
1: these days. But when you think about it, like I don't know the last time that I saw a photo of Ashley Benson with Cara Delevingne.
0: Even in those
1: videos of Kaya Gerber and Tommy Dorfman dancing with Cara in the background, Ashley's not in them. So I think we just assumed Ashley was there. Because of their relationship having been public prior to that.
0: You think that Car was just with those people. I don't know
1: that I think that. I'm just saying for the time when that when when quarantine was still like, this is only gonna be a week. (laughs) This is funny. We just assumed that Ashley and Kara were in the house together. But looking back, I know that I saw the footage. Yeah.
0: Because Mm -hmm. not to be whatever, but like the whole coronavirus thing really places. Uh, interesting restrictions so that it makes it harder to figure out who's where because technically no one's really supposed to be around anywhere so mm-hmm. where has Ashley Benson been this whole has she been hanging out with g this whole time yeah. and that maybe they broke up before this even went down yeah. this being the pandemic okay next wow call. I'm really confused next call <laughs> Hi Bobby Lindsay. so Rose Byrne was maybe misquoted by
2: Variety maybe cancelled maybe not is Rose Banner who are them
1: also? Can you explain the situation? Thanks, Mindy. Thanks, Bobby. Crunch, crunch. Live in the little Laptop. Bye. So there's this show on FX called Mrs. America, which...
0: Is anyone watching it?
1: I, I don't necessarily know why the timing is bad, but it's like a prestige show like this. This is not what people really want to watch right now. I think that's sort of ultimately what it is, right? Like... Does that seem wrong? Well, it's
0: hard to know. First of all, it's hard to know what people want. No one really wants to watch everything and yet everybody wants to watch everything. You know, it's it's not, it's unclear. The only thing I know people don't want to watch is Quibi.
1: Yeah. The, <laughs>
0: right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like, like if you were like, what do people want to watch? It'd be like 100% number one, not Quibi. But otherwise, it is unclear what people want to watch. Mm-hmm. I feel like people just want to watch anything, which mm-hmm. is which makes sense and is is great you know
1: yeah it's just sort of like this this kind of inspiring show that's like hell yeah look at these women who changed the country who changed the world that's inspiring and it's like I don't know that I necessarily want to be inspired right now or like it's just not gonna take like I kind of want to brood you know what I mean like
0: sure but it's also kind of just like it's not just a matter of unfortunately no matter what you the show is about and how it's written you're still just looking at actresses doing impressions of real women Mm -hmm. like historical women and that is kind of a hard thing to not just focus on Mm -hmm. it's like you know impression it's a it's not an snl skit it's two steps up from an snl skit yeah. is what we're working with yeah. here you know and that's also kind of like when a show like this comes out people tend to focus on the impressions as much look as they the focus wigs. on like look context. at the wigs yeah it's like she looks so much like her or she's the accent or you know yeah. just that i think is get what gets wrapped up mm-hmm. when but it's funny to me that it's like hulu releases normal people and mrs Amer- Miss america or whatever what's it called mrs Not america
1: and who would have thought normal people would have blown that and out of the normal water
0: people right and normal people which is actually made by the bbc but then like distributed yeah. by hulu or whatever it like is the thing that everybody's talking about mm-hmm. and that's such a small show to me you yep. know, based on a popular book, but a smaller show. And Hulu spends however much money to get these women to do these impressions. And no one is really <laughs> no one's really talking about it.
1: To get these women to do these impressions.
0: <laughs> no one's really talking about it. And then when they do talk about it, this is what happens. This misquote. Do you want
1: God? So Variety Roseburn
0: is a is she a she's a them though. This
1: call actually this call actually this is why I like this call. We got a couple calls about Roseburn in this show and doing this this variety misquote but this call i like because it was like is she who or them she's a them right and i'm pretty sure she's a them but i think she's sort of on the line like rose byrne i don't know that she's ever had her real breakout moment and she also does so many different types of. i mean things. she's good in
0: everything good. she does we've definitely talked about her like she's even yeah. she was even good in the bad play i saw her in with her husband in brooklyn like she is always very good and she's good at comedy. She's uh-huh. good at drama. She's good. She's like all around good. But maybe do you think that like do people know that she isn't she Australian?
1: She's Australian. She's Australian. Yeah. Yes. Do
0: people know that? I'm not quite sure. I apologize. <laughs> she
1: she does a uh, she does American accents so often.
0: But it's also weird because you would think she's in like a power couple with another very pretty famous very famous uh actor barbie uh-huh. Cannavale so you would think like
1: barbie Cannavale <laughs> but even he is like sort of a their their character actors i guess and they that's are. well
0: he is he's become one and they're both so theatrical
1: keeps, too and i think the theatrical yeah. thing the fact that they prefer the theater sort of like downgrades them a little bit no offense but i think it it does
0: no offense <laughs> i love when you say no offense yeah no offense to the theater it does
1: to... <laughs> i think that
0: no i, I think agree, that they're both just, like...
1: thems but i could easily be convinced otherwise i'm willing to call them thems but i could be convinced otherwise
0: you're right like it's tough because i would be i'm like she's incredible but you're like okay so name some stuff and i'm like the roles that i would name are kind of like smaller roles or not like spy
1: she's hilarious and spy but that's but an melissa a melissa mccarthy movie she's a you lead.
0: know but she's also a li- yeah, she's but she a also has al- this like wig
1: in it, and it's like I would like, say chisons, neighbors, neighbors, <laughs> and brides, bridesmaids, I, and also remember planes. Back when planes were a thing, anytime I was on a plane Wait, for the past, did you six, say remember, yeah, remember planes? Yeah, airplanes, like, back not when the I was movie, on planes, just airplanes. Yeah, back when I was on a plane, like You'd over always... the past like nine months. Every single person on a plane watched Instant Family. Couldn't tell you what Instant Family so maybe is about. She is Rose Byrne okay, is the so star maybe, of Instant Family.
0: Maybe we're overthinking it. I think we might be overthinking oh, it. Yeah, I think yeah. she's just a them like she you're right she's in these like big budget movies and she's playing like pretty much lead roles. Yes, Spy was a Melissa McCarthy movie but she played, god, you know, she's Spy number is the 2. That's
1: fucking movie of all time. Oh my god. Okay. So So she <laughs> was talking to Variety about this Role where she, you know, the the impression she was doing for FX. I'm gonna die thinking about that every time. So she was doing an impression for FX. The impression
0: she was doing. The impression she was doing. She was doing it, and
1: they were like, "Tell me about the impression you're doing." And they were talking about this woman, (laughs) Phyllis Phyllis Schlafy.
0: Schleifly, Schleifly, Schaeffle, no, it's it, no, we're both doing it wrong. Hold she was on. talking about I'm... Phyllis
1: Schlafly, Let's ask. It's a crooner, crooner, Schlafly. and they said Phyllis has passed. But if you could sit down with her, what would you ask her? And Rose says. I feel like you wouldn't have to ask her much, and she would just take the reins and start to talk and talk and talk and talk. She had some uncanny ability to talk and not draw breath. Six kids, a law degree, a marriage, an activist to the anti fems She was a first-rate feminist, absolutely. Hot, laughs, laughs. Talk about an independent Laugh. woman. So she's shading and this clearly woman.
0: clearly she's saying, talk about an independent mm-hmm. woman. Like, she's Come. Uh. She's clearly being sarcastic. This, yes. prob- this is a problem. You have to be really careful with this. So she's clearly being sarcastic. And yes. the person who wrote this, clearly wanted you to know that
1: puts the laughs in like goes out of their way to put the laughs in so variety because sometimes you're like this, oh
0: do i have to put in the laughs but sometimes when <laughs> you like, person oh, is like being sarcastic you have to put the oh, laughs I
1: gotta in. Put the in. and sometimes you're like oh do i put in the uhs do i put in the stammering because it's it makes it cleaner without that but sometimes you need the stammering because it shows that they're like trying to figure out how to right. say something the okay. only
0: time you're really not really should not be putting laughs in is if you make a joke and they laugh at it you cannot that yeah, is yeah. you cannot put the but laugh it's in like, you can't, to, you're just showing off <laughs> i so. used to do that, and somebody was like, you can't do that. I was like, you're right, I can't. (laughs)
1: Lindsay, like, brackets, does a bit.
0: (laughs) And then it would be like, laughs. (laughs) Okay.
1: Variety tweeted, Rose Byrne, like, come on, it's still shocking every time I look at it. Rose Byrne says conservative activist Phyllis Schlafly was a feminist. Quote, six kids, a law degree, a marriage, an activist to the anti-femmes. She was a first-rate feminist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk about an independent woman. Hashtag Mrs. America. Also, as I... if anyone knows what that hashtag is.
0: I can't. Everyone is like, Rose
1: Byrne called this conservative nightmare like a feminist. Like, how dare she? (laughs) Then you click the link and you realize she's joking. She's very clearly joking. So Variety deletes the tweet and they say for transparency. Also,
0: Rose Byrne is literally out here playing Gloria Steinem. Like, it's not like Rose Byrne is not. (laughs) Her perspective would not be that.
1: Yeah. Variety then follows up with this tweet. For transparency, we deleted a tweet about this Rose Byrne podcast as the text and copy didn't accurately convey her tone in the conversation. Apologies and thank you for the understanding. Okay, so like the damage is done. I guess I'd be leaving as the what this tweet is. Wait,
0: the other funny thing is I didn't know it was a podcast. I thought it was just an interview. So literally, they were they were. Excerpting from you can hear the audio. Like, it's out there for the public to hear. Yeah,
1: I mean, apparently. I mean, I didn't listen.
0: No, I know. But that's just so funny to me that it's like, it's not like the evidence has been on some recorder that the reporter had that they, like, transcribed. Yeah, the it's evidence like, there is, is a here. podcast. The evidence yeah, is okay. out here, in here. Yeah. So then,
1: here. <laughs> then, like, literally, like, 10 minutes later, uh, not literally, but, you know, Variety tweeted this, uh, talking about another role where she's doing an impression. And it says, Roseburn plays a Kellyanne Conway-esque character in Jon Stewart's upcoming political satire. Quote, she's truly incredible. You do have to take your hat off to how she can answer any question without not answering anything at all. It's quite extraordinary. Which makes it seem like she loves Kellyanne Conway. Then you dig into the actual quote and it's, I'm watching endless videos of Kellyanne Conway. Laughs, trying to capture that sort of alternative fact spirit she has. Laughs, she's truly incredible. You have to take your hat (laughs) off to how she can answer any question without not answering anything at all. It's quite extraordinary. So we try to capture that spirit a little bit laughs laughs
0: right because she's clearly being sarcastic like you would say like wow what an icon what an icon of being evil
1: <laughs> laughs. what an evil icon <laughs> here's me to variety
0: hey queen girl you have done it again <laughs> hey queen i love variety yeah. but it's just so funny that they did this exact same thing twice to the same woman <laughs> to the same not even woman. like in like to the a same separate week. woman to the same woman Right, and it's – and honestly, like, you'd think that <laughs> – right, just, like, two days later, like, to the same woman. Hi,
2: Weekly, Weekly, um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I need you guys to talk about this deranged GQ interview that Robert Pattinson did where he tries to cook this, like, weird pasta dish and everything goes wrong. And it just – it's so disgusting. Like, he's microwaving the pasta – He's talking about congealing sugar and cheese, and I just – is this a troll? Like, is he trolling? Or was this – was he – does he think this is
0: how you cook? I just – I need you guys to talk about this.
1: Robert Pattinson is a them, but this pasta is (laughs) –
0: But the reason why I want to talk about this Mm -hmm. is because the more that I think about it and the more that I think about Robert Pattinson, Mm -hmm. the more that I think this is just his latest troll. Because I think what Robert Pattinson does is he creates – fake stories and jokes and little pranks to have the media cover something other than actually what he's saying mm-hmm. or not saying yeah so I think that every time he puts himself out there in some sort of interview or publication or whatever because that's like his job to do that, you know he has to do it mm-hmm. he puts something in there that is so absurd that they end up covering that thing and not him Which and is he's brilliant done it now. Quite a few times. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good strategy. Brilliant. It's
1: the right strategy because it's like I don't want to talk right about strategy. I don't want to talk about myself. So I'm going to make you talk about literally anything but me. I'm going to make you talk about my crazy pasta.
0: Yes, which makes no sense and is like basically unfact checkable in a weird <laughs> way. Although he did remember when he said that like a, he was like a clown died at his like birthday party or something <laughs> like he has said things in the past that are fact checkable yes
1: he's <laughs> and then lied he'll be like i don't know why i lied this is what he does
0: i get why you would lie in that situation because they're like make up a funny story to tell on a late night show and you're like uh and you just it doesn't matter it doesn't matter mm-mm, right so mm-mm. you just make something up i think he learned that the more that he gives these like funny tidbit he's obviously a very dry person if he can give these stories people will not focus and not excerpt the like actual personal information yeah, that he I, is also sharing i think that's exactly but
1: what it is too it's like it's self-preservation it's
0: also unclear whether any of that information is even true anyways <laughs>
1: So the whole thing, it's like, I'm in quarantine, I don't know how to cook for myself, I'm supposed to be in Batman, but I'm not, but Batman's paying for everything, so they're delivering these meals, but sometimes I gotta eat, I eat to and out of the can, which is also like... Big whoop. Like, you want a medal for eating tuna out of a can? Like, join the club. Tuna out of the can. Well, cans it's also spray.
0: funny because he's like, this whole thing is like, Robert Pattinson in isolation. He's like, my girlfriend, who's like- li- Waterhouse. Staying with me. It's like, you mean Suki Waterhouse, the actress who literally lives with you? Like, it's not quite isolation that you're trying to make it out to be. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, he's not by himself, like, staring at pasta. This isn't like Howard Hughes,
1: microphone. like, surrounded by jars yeah. of pee. Like, he's like with Suki Waterhouse <laughs> in a beautiful flat in London. This person- Profile is very, like, quirky and fun and honestly, like, good. Like, I was rolling my eyes until I read it, and I was like, I enjoyed reading this. This is a fun, a great quarantine profile. Then it sort of culminates in this moment where the writer Zach Barron is watching as Robert Pattinson is making this pasta invention that he said he, like, wanted to start it as a business and wanted to sell it to this company and, like, make this at-home thing where you can make this pillow pasta. What did he call it? The the actual it's like piccolini, piccolini cuscino. Piccolini which cuscino. Which apparently means little pillow. Okay.
0: Apparently. It and it does. involves
1: microwaving penne, crum- like, crumbling up. Corn flakes, which really should be breadcrumbs and then like melting tomato sauce with sugar and american cheese or cheddar cheese and then you put it all together and then put a bun on top of it and then like blowtorch the bun it's if that it's is insane. hard to explain that's okay that's the whole point because like Lindsay said this is the biggest takeaway from the story right and every website on the internet tried to recreate this dish oh my god every, every website, website the
0: guardian glamour daily beast man repeller the takeout i mean it was literally like Every single person was like, I'm going to try making this and like wrote about it. And and then the other people who didn't make it, they excerpt it. So it was just like he really did an incredible job making that this making sure that this was the story. It's like a diversion. Right. And not anything else in that piece. Meanwhile, in the piece, uh, the writer, Zach Barron, talks to people who've worked with him and they're all like, He's literally the most vague person I've ever met. I mean, the guy <laughs> is unreadable on purpose. Yeah. You know, like truly. And even um what's his face? Who's the director that he just a tenant with who's is like he's fucking, with you. He's, uh, fucking with you. he's fucking with you, he's fucking with you, he's fucking with He's fucking you. he's probably fucking with you. I mean, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, he's probably fucking with you.
1: Yeah. And Claire he and Claire is. Denis is like oh I like he's so interesting he's so fascinating I love him he's so tender and like Juliet Binoche is like I'm obsessed with him and then Christopher Nolan is just straight up like don't believe what he says but also he rules but also like you can't really trust this guy like it's yes it this is this is his this is what he's doing this is what he does and he does it well I don't know Yeah, he does and I just, it well and I'm
0: more even though he's a them I'm fascinated with this media technique that he has clearly um perfect aced Yeah, he's perfected this 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 way of doing these interviews across the board on tv in print whatever that make it so that nobody leaves with any kind of information about him that's useful and no one's asking for any more information that's useful they're just they're happy with what he gave them
1: he figured out how to stonewall people interestingly he's like i don't want to talk about me but if a if an asshole celebrity was like i don't want to talk about me to a profile writer it'd be like well then why the fuck did you agree to the profile you dumbass like fuck you then this is the whole point of the thing but meanwhile he's still not giving them much about himself but he's doing it in an interesting way right I, I i hate how much i fall for his shit piccolini cuscino who you'll never catch me making this thing no Next yeah. call.
0: no never are you getting looks? disgusting
1: <laughs> next call <laughs> tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yes You heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: Hi Lindsay Bobby, first time medium time. Um, I'm shaking. I just spent the last hour and a half listening or reading about the Alison Roman drama that came from the new consumer article. Um, So I would love to hear you guys talk about it. I started cooking as a 25-year-old because I was inspired by Allison's post, but she has been acting a damn mess in her comments on Twitter and on Instagram. I cannot believe it. I am not on Allison's side, but I'm really shaking. Also, you should know I called one 800 who them on accident, and it was a
0: sex line. Okay, goodbye.
1: How did I not know that one 800 who them is a sex line?
0: Because, no, you did because people have called it before. Oh, whoops. <laughs> also, to think that we'd have an 800 number, like, come on, guys. We're not. <laughs> Please, no. We're not there. We're not there we yet. We'll never be there.
1: So Chrissy Teigen, them, Alison Roman, WHO, the new consumer... Who? Like, what is the new consumer? This is more about the new consumer than it is about <laughs> Alison Roman and Chrissy Teigen. I know.
0: I don't even understand how the new consumer became the f- place where this... Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a popular newsletter, but like, wow, the new consumer.
1: <laughs> uh, how do we even get into this? Alison Roman uh, is a hooligan. So that sort of makes things interesting because I don't know that we've ever actually done a segment on a confirmed hooligan who... Someone who is out and proud, a listener of this show, which sort of makes it awkward, but it's sort of like, oh, whatever. It doesn't actually make it awkward.
0: Well, I'm just happy. I just want to say that I'm happy that we didn't dig into this like, well, we purposely didn't dig into this on Monday. Because I was like, I feel like this hasn't really resolved itself. And it will resolve itself quickly in terms of, you know, Allison, she apologized and it wasn't quite accepted. Mm. And then she apologized again. And then Chrissy was like, accepted it. And I have to say, like... The thing about this, and maybe I am, you know, a little biased. I know Allison, like, and, but I, it got me thinking and, you know, Bobby and I never tend to side with the celebrity because it almost feels like, again, Allison, maybe she was, she was punching up, but she wasn't punching as far up as she thought she was punching. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the thing that we always think about with this podcast where it's like, if you are punch, the we talk about celebrities. We're always making sure that we're punching really far up we never want to go after someone who is in our realm it almost doesn't feel fair mm-hmm, right if we're, if we're going after them which right. we're often not but i know,
1: really but, but i think ultimately that sense? no that totally makes <laughs> sense
0: i think that allison didn't realize how famous she is mm-hmm. you're calling her a who and i think she would agree mm-hmm. but the funny thing about this is that She's successful. She, you know, people love her recipes, especially right now. And when she went after Chrissy, maybe she thought, you know, I'm criticizing someone who's doing something I don't agree with. But because they're so much more famous than me, like I, it's it, okay. I'm i allowed to criticize mm-hmm. that. Like that's not something that and then Chrissy was like, cause the funny thing is that going after somebody who is so out there and actively reading and having people tweet at them and reading those tweets. And mm-hmm. that's a thing that's a problem with itself. Yeah. Did She didn't maybe realize that Chrissy would just be like right back at her. Like, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I like your recipes. I engage with your work, you know? I so just signed like... on to
1: be the EP of your show. So we haven't even said what happened yet. Okay, go ahead. And <laughs> n- not everyone is as insane as we are in following this, you know, every minute of the day. Alison Roman, cookbook author... New York Times video queen, former Bon Appétit staff bon Appetit. member. Yeah. She is famous now because she's had two best-selling cookbooks with good recipes that are not only kind of easy to make but they go viral. That's why you've heard of her because she made a stew that was easy to make that went viral. The stew. She made cookies that went viral. The cookies. She made the shallot pasta that like everyone started making uh, a couple months ago, including myself. It's good. Chrissy Teigen, we know who that is. Allison Roman because she's sort of on the come up now. She's been doing a lot of interviews, a lot of everything, and it's pandemic, so it's easy to say yes to everything these days. She's been doing like group Zoom. She's been doing interviews with the new consumer. God knows what the new consumer even is. In this article, one of the things about Allison that people both like and dislike is that she's like a talker, right? She's like, she's very opinionated. She goes off on her Instagrams like, don't make adjustments to my recipes. That's why I'm a cook. I put the testing in so you don't have to. Like, how dare you question me, right?
0: Right. And but to be fair, if you look at the New York Times comments on recipes, it's kind of a meme already that people are like, "Hey, I want to make this steak. Can I replace it with Chicken. broccoli?"
1: Yeah. Yeah, right, And exactly. everyone's
0: like, no, then you're not making steak anymore. You're yes. making broccoli. So it's like that is already kind of a thing. And I think Allison was kind of like saw that and was like, okay, well, you don't have to make my recipe. Exactly. Please stop asking me to substitute broccoli for steak Mm -hmm. it's a steak recipe or what you know whatever that is like that to me is something that has come up a lot you know and she was the first to kind of be like all right i'm not really going to reply to every one of these questions
1: Mm -hmm. so there's really nothing to this interview there's no peg to it it's just like so like tell me about your life and then she kind of goes in because she's a talker on people who were sort of in her category that she doesn't really want to emulate. And those people happen to be non-white women, which is the problem. And she talks about Chrissy Teigen by saying, well, Chrissy Teigen has done is crazy to me. She had a successful cookbook, and then it was like, boom, line at Target. Boom, now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers, where it's just like people running a content farm for her. That horrifies me. It's not something I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that. But like, who's laughing now? Because she's making a ton of fucking money. My um, generous read of this is that she's not really being mean to Chrissy. She's just saying like, I don't want this level of famous. I don't want this for me. But the wording content farm. The wording is sort of uh, needlessly aggressive. And Chrissy saw this
0: Right. There's an accusation that it's not authentic, yes. which I think is what she's speaking to uh-huh. is like the authenticity of somebody in a kitchen making a stew, mm-hmm. someone in the kitchen making a casserole or whatever that is. And she's saying that Chrissy Teigen does not have the authenticity that she v- she values for her that own career. Values. What's interesting to me about this, and this is something that's just like, you know, media training 101, which I don't even really have specific media training, but just something that I think about reading the media is that she could have said literally this again exact thing without naming her okay she could have said you know people who are out here xyz I would have said oh maybe she's talking about Chrissy Teigen oh but maybe she's talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Exa- maybe she's talking about the the fucking pioneer woman who has a Barbie doll exactly. maybe she's talking about Martha Stewart who has sheets like we are <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. there
0: are so many people who are doing what she's mm-hmm. saying that she doesn't want to do which is one thing if she doesn't want to do that that's yeah. totally fine but like to name someone is when you kind of get that's when you get in trouble. There's so many ways to be opinionated, to speak your mind. But calling people out, that's when you get into like the big B word, the bullying word, which I don't think this is. But that's when people say you're a bully because you're calling someone out.
1: And the two people she calls out in this section are Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo, two Asian women. That also was part of the thing. It's like you could have, number one, like you said, said no one, not named anyone. You could have called out literally Gwyneth Paltrow, Martha Stewart, Pioneer Woman, anyone else or a man, to be honest, there are racial elements to this that I think exacerbated the main issue here. And that's, I think, what took this over the edge and made it a thing. So when Chrissy Teigen saw this, she tweeted it out. And Alison Roman was not like hiding this interview. She tweeted it. She tweeted it. She put it on her Instagram. She was like, yeah. I'm saying something spicy again. Oh, here's my brand, whatever. Chrissy Teigen saw it and was like, I'm so disappointed. I love your recipes. I loved your cookbook. And I just signed on to produce your show. I'm basically rescinding it. This sucks. Okay, and then she wins. Win a long thread like I'm not a farm. I'm just two people. Which let's be honest, Chrissy Teigen's thread was a little dramatic, and I Are don't you really. Kidding? You know, like I mean,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like part of me is kind of like this is this is not just the case of like right and wrong. There's like a there's nuance here because as much of a fan of Chrissy Teigen as you can be, you have to acknowledge she has a full website that is really well made and well run and it's not run by her she has two kids she like does so many different things she hosts a quibi show she hosts this show there is no way that this woman has time to do all this stuff herself and not and i'm not saying that she doesn't like make her own recipes or do this stuff but she certainly has help she didn't come from a cooking background she had help her cookbook editor is a very famous cookbook editor who helped her Mm -hmm. make her first fucking cookbook so like to say like I'm so hurt by the accusation that I'm a factory farm. Like, maybe (laughs) that the wording is a little bit cruel. Chrissy Teigen has certainly... Because she made such an impressive pivot from being literally a model to, like, Martha Stewart, Mm -hmm. she had to have had help there. And she did have help, good advice, Mm -hmm. and good people helping her. So it's like, part of me is kind of like, there is definitely truth to what Allison was saying. She just said it wrong, and she again, didn't punch far enough up. (laughs) She
1: didn't didn't punch far enough up. Right, that's it. And also, like, it makes sense that, that Chrissy Teigen... Everyone else we named was a white woman. And of course, Chrissy Teigen, who is not a white woman, might feel a little defensive whenever you come for her when she's like, it was tougher for me than it may have been for other people, which is totally true. And so like, there are these nuances to both sides of the story. Ultimately, I think that like, like Allison absolutely fucked up. But the problem that happened after all this occurred is that Chrissy Teigen was the winner here, right? Chrissy Teigen was framed as the victim very early on. This is what happens whenever you spend 10 years of your life on Twitter 24 hours a day. People started digging up the tweets that bubble up to the surface maybe every six months where it's like Chrissy Teigen bullied people for a long time. Chrissy Teigen really tweeted some fucked up stuff in the past. Chrissy Teigen has messed up herself, said some transphobic stuff, wanting people to commit suicide. Like Chrissy Teigen has said some fucked up stuff. All of this bubbles to the surface. She immediately makes her account private, sort of apologizes for it, sort of doesn't, deletes like over 300 tweets that were offensive.
0: People all assume that it has to do with this story but it actually just has to do with the fact that in no matter what would happen to you if your name gets brought up like in the press in a big way people think oh Chrissy Teigen she exists remember her I don't like her and then they tweet (laughs) mean things
1: yes So this happens over the weekend and we're like, we shouldn't talk about it on Tuesday because this is going to keep going. I still think they're going to make up and literally have an Instagram live together. And
0: that's Bobby said that literally the minute this happened, by the way.
1: From day one, I think they're going to make up. I don't think that the show is dead in the water. I think that both parties are going to come out stronger because of this, to be honest. Anyway, so Allison does her apology. She doesn't do it on Notes app. Um, but she points out she's like, I called out two Asian women, I fucked up. The the apology's actually in the grand scheme of things pretty good like okay yeah. cool I think
0: it did a good job I think it did what it had to do and clearly it did what it had to do because that, Chrissy couldn't not couldn't say I'm not accepting your apology after that apology yes you know and I mean? Chrissy
1: Teigen did accept the apology let me get this exactly
0: her her statement back is like truly just one for the books. so
1: Allison Roman said she sent an email when it, first she apologized right after it happened people were like you suck like your apology sucks then she released a longer apology a few days later then Chrissy Teigen and said, Thank you for this at Allison Roman. To be clear, it never once crossed my mind for you to apologize for what you genuinely thought. The comments stung, but they more so stung because they came from you. It wasn't my usual news break of some random person hating everything about me. And honestly, for the past few days, every time I saw a shallot, I wanted to cry. But I do appreciate this, and hopefully, we can all be better and learn from the dumb shit we have all said and done. That end, that end part is her acknowledging, like, "Uh oh, people are coming for me as well." Well,
0: it's just so funny <laughs> that she acknowledged the yeah. Venn diagram of these two women's kind of careers in a way. Because the funny thing is, when she says, "Like, I, I think I actually think we would be friends and get along," I think that oh, I agree. too. I and, agree. Yeah. And w- yeah. So I think, you know, they both they both definitely have a the similar sense of humor. And so they like po- and they almost, both put their
1: foot in their mouth a lot. They r- do. But, in,
0: but right. And in coming for Allison, in a way, Chrissy had to deal. And this is so interesting. Now I'm just like saying it, but it's so interesting. In coming for Allison or in in, in coming back, clapping back to Allison, Chrissy then had to contend with her own kind of like behaviors that mirrored what Allison had kind Mm -hmm. of done. Because as soon as you cry bullying, people come out of the woodwork to say, but you're a bully. You've done it too. For the past
1: month. (laughs) Courtney Stodden has gone off on some vendetta against Chrissy Teigen that got no attention. And Courtney Stodden has been like, hey, remember whenever I was like a 17-year-old girl and Chrissy Teigen for some reason decided I was someone that she needed to bully and she would put all these public tweets being like, you're ugly, I hate you, what's your problem? When I was a child, Courtney Stodden has been out here saying this before Alison Roman said all that newconsumer.com. You know, like, (laughs) both of these people fucked up. And yes, I think in this particular instance, Alison Roman fucked up a whole lot more. But you're right. It's funny to watch Chrissy realize that she also has to deal, like, reckon with her past at the same time. And that is a narrative that, like, the tabloids are incapable of addressing with any nuance and, and, like... Care, right? Like it's just like Chrissy wins, then Allison wins, then Chrissy wins, but Chrissy wins mostly because we think her daughter's cute and she's more famous. Like there's no way of approaching this with any nuance when you look at the tabloids. There's
0: no nuance. There's no nuance. And the fact that this got covered by so many tabloids, like it was in us. I was just like, every time there was a new one, I was like, are you kidding me again we're desperate desperate times call for desperate measures like just as the quarantine made kind of alice and roman star rise and that people were cooking her recipes and loving them the quarantine is also going to punish her because this is all people care about there's no drama in people's lives so they're just looking for something to put on the website so it's just it's kind of this like double edged sword in a way Mm -hmm.
1: we could talk about this for hours just because it's two people who are extremely online, you know, who for whom there are so many receipts, for whom there's like so much talking, talking, talking. These are two people who just love to talk and love to hear themselves talk. So it's like, of course, a feud between these two people would be huge.
0: And that's coming from two people who also love to hear themselves talk.
1: (laughs) But I I think what you said earlier is kind of, the biggest takeaway from this Chrissy Teigen and Alison Roman have so much more in common th- than I think they want to recognize right
0: which is why I think you made the joke that's too real that's like soon they'll be on Instagram live making mac and cheese together because <laughs> yeah. I'm telling like that if that that was your first thought knowing all of this and knowing and knowing Alison and knowing about Chrissy from years of tabloids and all of her shit on Twitter it's like Because women have a lot in common, they both know that they have a lot in common, and this is. And sometimes this shit happens when you have a lot of lot in common with someone. It's like you bump heads because you, you know, you both stand for things, right? And you're not afraid to say it, right?
1: Do you want to do a quick game of who are them? Just really quick. No, no. Okay, we're done then.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, I just think we're done. Yeah, we're fully done.
1: So we're done. Oh, my God. There are two Call You're Doing Amazing, Sweeties, both name blindness, too, that we thought were funny. We'll do Who Were Them for next week. There are some fun ones on this Who Were Them list. Um, Thank you for listening.
0: Do you want to just do it in case you need to use more of it than you think? No,
1: we have been recording for so long, and I'm going to have to cut (laughs) so much of this. Thank you for listening. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for two, maybe three bonus episodes a week, but for sure two. Call us at six one nine who them if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. And um, I think that's it. We're done. Bye. Have a great weekend.
0: Bye. Hey. Hey. Hey.
3: How hey. want to be famous.
2: Name blindness.
3: California Pizza Kitchen. Red hot chili peppers. Crunch crunch. Hi Weekly, um, I've called before with my celebrity name blindness about Robert Durst and Fred Durst, um, but I encountered another one this week, which is Riley Keough and Rilo Kylie, if that's how you pronounce it. I think they're like music adjacent. I don't know exactly who they are or what they do, um, but these are the these are the pairs of names that I, like, can't get out of my head, even after um, Googling the difference between Robert Durst and Fred Durst. Um, This is probably not going to make it on the show. Um, Okay. Thanks for listening. Leanne Cuisine.